The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile technology, this is your reality. At Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons, leveraging leading-edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs. Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at ficta.com. At Victor Endel and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you. Code of conduct. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found. Work. I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing. Dang. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. I'm a king. Look me in my eyes, cause I'm a king. Yeah. king. God made me punch in inaccurate numbers yeah. My castle won't crumble nah. What I tackle will fumble yeah. I've been a leader when they ain't see it But now my feet is up. up According to me, royalty didn't end with King Tut nah. Crown on my head, clouds is at my legs yeah. Big says sky is the limit I look down on the ledge I push the bar like I'm opening a cell Hands in my cookie jar You won't come out with a single nail you I need all of mine The weight of my shoulders won't fit on a scale What's a king to a giant? What? Well, Goliath fell Even if we playing chess, dog, this king can't be checked I make all my moves on the board, I invented my steps uh-huh. I'm a king, the blood of a ruler, I feel like Mansa Musa Make your squad disappear like landing by the Bermuda Triangle, look at it from my angle I'm a king, the closest thing to being one of God's angels yeah. I'm a king Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I put in extra work that just can't be found I took the sword out the stone, wasn't a thing Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Look me in my eyes cause I'm a king king. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night This is the Code of Conduct for the King Podcast I am your host Jake Spencer King And it is a new year It is a new year but I tell you what It feels a lot like New Year, same old me When watching the Buffalo Bills After our Bills beat the Patriots, uh, you know, they were supposed to 27 to 21 or 27 to 20. I don't even know the score. I know it was too close for my comfort. And uh, let's talk about it. Let's get right to it. I, I First of all, I hope everybody enjoyed their New Year holiday. I hope everybody um, was able to party safely, get home safe. 
uh, no DUIs, no accidents, no fights, no nothing like that. I hope everybody was able to enjoy good time with their families and loved ones and, you know, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. This is my favorite time of year. Every year, you know, when Thanksgiving hits and Christmas and New Year and then my birthday is right around the corner. So, you know, that that end of November to end of January timing for me is always perfect. And, you know, growing up in Buffalo, I think the only thing for me that made it a little bit less fun for me was that I couldn't go out and like, you know, I wanted to play golf for my birthday. You know, you can't play golf at the end of January in Buffalo. Most times, sometimes you can. There's been a couple of years where the weather has been pretty nice and, and uh you know, and everything has been firm enough for you to go out and actually swing. So every once in a while, but since I've moved to Phoenix consistently now for three and a half years, so now this would be the fourth birthday. Uh, so for four years, I've been able to play golf on my birthday and it's been something that's, um, you know, it's, it's been part of the reason why I moved, but I enjoy it. I said all that to say, I really hope everybody is able to enjoy their holiday and you know, you got to do everything with your loved ones and create some new memories and all that good stuff. And now let's talk about the Buffalo Bills and the memories that they've created over the weekend where they almost sent me and probably half of Bills Mafia to the ER for uh, heart palpitations and whatever else you may have experienced during the game. The Bills win the game. Next week, we go to Miami and it's for the division. It's for it all. So as of right now, at this point of the year, week 18, going into week 18, you really couldn't ask for anything else. The, the, everything is in our hands. There was that. There was one point of the season where it felt like the Buffalo Bills were out of it. It felt like the Buffalo Bills couldn't recover. But they still have the opportunity to win the division, and it's in their hands. It is Everything is in their hands. So... What's what's needed right now is for the Buffalo Bills to figure out what they want to do on offense, because that's that's where this is going to start for me. After watching the game against the Patriots and then watching it back again, you know, one of the things that concerns me all season, I've been very, very um, supportive of of everything that's been going on as far as uh, Stefan Diggs and and just the drama surrounding him, his brother coming out and tweeting stuff. We got to get 14 out of there and we got to do this and we got to do that. Right. Look for the past few weeks, I have to be honest about some things. And I have to say like, look, as much as Stefan Diggs is that guy. And as much as he is an incredible athlete, one of the best wide receivers in the entire NFL, I, I cannot blame Joe Brady. I cannot blame Josh Allen for everything. Josh Allen has, underthrown digs a few times he's overthrown other receivers so as far as the underthrow and overthrow thing we got to get that connection figured out we got to get those two guys back on the same page but when you look at stefan Diggs, this season he's dropped more passes than i remember him dropping in his t entire tenure as a buffalo bill you know as a member of the bills i do not remember seeing steph drop this many passes now again Allen has to be a little bit more accurate when it comes to connecting with Stefan Diggs. We've, we've seen it. We're, we're watching it. You know, every week we're watching it now. You go back to that Chargers game in the first two first quarter, there were two underthrows. Second quarter, the interception that he threw was an underthrow. However, I will say, and, and I agree with, um, with, with Jeremy Poyer, Jeremiah Poyer tweeted out yesterday during the game, you know, 
sometimes, you know, I get it. It's an underthrow, but Steph has to fight in those moments and come back to the ball and try to draw a flag or something. You know, like I, I say it all the time and I hate them. I hate the NFL rewarding for underthrown passes. I hate that. But it's a rule right now that if a player is coming back for an underthrown pass and the defender doesn't look back or the defender isn't going for the ball, it's pass interference. So at some point, you know, as great as Diggs is, we have to get to a point where Diggs is actually doing the things necessary to help Josh. Not just, you know, I get it. I get it. When he's open, get him the ball. Yes. But there's times where Josh is going to need his number one wide receiver to make a play for him. You put the ball up there. I'm not mad anytime there's a one-on-one situation and Josh Allen throws the ball to Stefan Diggs to go out there and win that for him. I'm never going to be mad at that. You have Stefan Diggs on your team. You anticipate winning every single one-on-one matchup. You have Devontae Adams. He thinks he's going to win every one-on-one matchup. So when you have guys like that, you have a one, a, a true number one wide receiver. I'm not mad at the decision for Josh Allen to take a chance there on first and 16. I will say we've argued about this as a fan base. I do not look at that as an arm punt. I will never look at that as an arm punt. It's an interception, and it's something that Josh Allen has to clean up for his game going forward. All this talk about MVP this year, all this talk about, you know, if the Bills can win the Super Bowl and all this other stuff, I'm going to tell you what. I don't care about the MVP. I do care about it. I would like for Josh to win one. I think as a Bills fan, it would be incredible. Um, it would be a good feeling to to witness one of our one of our guys win the award. I think the last one that's won it was Thurman. And that was, I mean, first of all, you know how long it's been since Thurman has played. So you know how long it's been <laughs> since the Buffalo Bills have had an MVP on their roster. So I think Josh Allen is... He's, he's the guy that's going to get it. I don't think it's this year. I do think all the statistics involved, all the arguments involved, I get it. But I do think it's Lamar Jackson's award this year. Most people feel like they won't give it to him because they don't want him to match Patrick Mahomes. Or I don't know if that much politic or or I don't I don't know if that if that much political. Um, I don't know if there, if there's that much political involvement in this stuff. Like I, I get it, it's the award, it's voted, but I don't think it's one of those things where it's like, well, no, we can't vote him, vote for him because uh, it'll match. You know, he'll he'll even up MVP awards with Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that it goes that deep, but I do think that you know when you just look at overall over the last few years, the MVP award and the quarterback that has gone to has typically gone to a quarterback with with very good stats on the best roster or it's gone to a quarterback that is just playing lights out and whether the team that he's on or not has the best record or not he's playing at such a level that it's hard to it's very hard to vote for anybody else otherwise I don't think Lamar Jackson has jumped off the screen to me this year when watching him play now I've been saying all season if you go back and look at my articles I've been saying to a certain extent that I felt that he was playing at an MVP caliber level earlier in the season I felt like Early on, first few weeks, he was playing better than he had played his MVP season. But throughout the course of the rest of the season, what I've seen from Lamar Jackson is that, you know, the team has a very good defense. He does just enough to win games. He, he protects the ball. He doesn't turn it over too much. He still is very electric when he runs. 
and he does a very good job throwing the ball. He's he's doing it without his number one target. Mark Andrews is out and has been out for the year. So he's doing that without his number one target. Odell Beckham Jr. has been consistently inconsistent or he's been hurt for a good part of the year off and on, little nagging injuries. You talk about Zay Flowers, he's a really good rookie, but Zay Flowers hasn't necessarily shown up and become, you know, a Devontae Adams in year one. So that's that's not he's not Stefan Diggs in year one. So when you're looking at this stuff, it's like, you know, I get it and I get I get the reasoning. He has the best team. So I think the award might go to Lamar Jackson. I don't think Josh's year is this year for the MVP award. We all like to see it in Buffalo, yes, but especially after a game like this weekend, when you look at him start the game off 0 for 6 or whatever it was, you know, we were 2 for 8 at one point on third down, Josh throwing an interception, uh, just a bunch of different things like that. I just think when you look at those numbers and you look at the way the game played out, it's tough to keep Josh Allen in that conversation, even though for the rest of the year, he has better numbers than any other quarterback. And I get I get that, you know, with those numbers, it's like, yeah, you got to look at the turnovers. Yeah, you do. But when a guy has 40 plus touchdowns, um, you're going to have some turnovers there. I, I don't there's it's very rare that you're going to have 45 touchdowns and in two turnovers for the year. Like that just doesn't happen. Tom Brady's best years. He didn't have that type of turnover to touchdown ratio. So I think you got to be honest and I think you got to be fair about things. I think Josh Allen is in the conversation, but I don't think he'll win. I don't think they'll win. But getting back to Steph, we got to figure this thing out with Steph. This communication with Diggs, getting him the ball, making sure that he's involved in the offense, we got to figure it out. And because it, it's not even about, it's not about the amount of targets he gets or the usage. We know that Stefan Diggs has been the most targeted wide receiver since he's come to Buffalo. We know that he's like top three in yards since he's come to Buffalo. We know that he's like, he has every single, like in that time span, he has every single passing or receiving record that you could have within that time frame. So I don't think usage, I don't think um, him getting the ball or them looking at, for him to get the ball is the problem, but something has to happen because there's been enough drama already talking about Stefan Diggs wanting out of Buffalo. His brother wants him out of Buffalo. Everybody wants him out of Buffalo. He, everybody talking about his contract and how he can't be traded and he's not going to be traded. We, we need to, we need to figure this shit out. We need to figure this shit out. I'm, I'm, I'm like at this point, you have a very small window left with Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs to be great together. It could be a Hall of Fame caliber connection. We've already seen them do things together. Don't ruin this and end up going somewhere else to a team where you're not going to get the same type of love from your quarterback or even the same level of play. You're not. Every team doesn't have a Josh Allen, obviously. If they did, you wouldn't have teams still searching. So don't don't mess this up, man, and go to a place like like don't do a D hop did. Don't go to a Tennessee Titans team or don't end up being traded and having to go to a team that doesn't have a good quarterback. And now your numbers are going to suffer even more. And this is all speculation. I'm just saying I'm looking at his numbers. He's been quiet. He hasn't come out and complained. His brother is still tweeting. So I'm saying this to get ahead of whatever the narrative is going to be. We just need to figure this out going into the playoffs. All is well if Diggs is involved in the playoffs and he's winning and he's, you know, if the Bills are winning and Diggs is putting up his eight receptions for 110 yards or 80 yards, Diggs is happy. So let's just get him involved again. Let's just get him involved again. Um, 
Ed Oliver. Can I apologize to my guy, Ed Oliver? Ed Oliver is that dude, man. I, and I, I've had to say this a few times this, this season. When he got his extension, I was one of the loudest saying that I didn't think that he has given us the production that was worthy of that contract extension. He definitely has proved all of us who had that opinion wrong. And if nobody else had it, he proved me wrong. He is balling, lights out. He made that interception. Dude was out there looking like a young OBJ. You see the one-hand interception in the trenches? My man down there were big bodies all around him. Makes a one-handed interception like it's easy. Slight work. Let's go. Big Ed. I love it. I love it. And I tell you what, you can say what you want about, about any part of this team. That defense, y'all been complaining about the defense all year. The defense is the reason that the Buffalo Bills are able to play next week against Miami for the division. Because if the defense didn't do half of what they did yesterday, or, or Sunday, I should say, with those turnovers, the Bills would have lost that game. The Bills would have lost that game. And then, because you talk about setting the offense up in field position to really just be, you know, you set them up in Patriots territory every single time. But in that first half where you get three, four turnovers, you walk out of there with 20 points from it because most of them were field goals. You got field goals versus touchdowns. You have to get touchdowns when you're getting turnovers and you have to do it when you're in the red zone. You have to. And when we go up against next week, we go up against Miami. I know Miami's unraveling. They're falling apart. Everybody's laughing and they're talking about how they do this every single December. And that's true. Every single December they do this. They're buns. The Dolphins are cheeks. We know this. Everybody knows this. But that's still a team that has been the leader of the division for most of the season. They've had a lead on us. <laughs> We beat them earlier in the year, but guess what? They've been beating down a lot of people too. And I know, I know all the arguments. I know all the narratives. Well, they've only beat one team over 500. Okay, that's fine. Bills fans didn't say all that. Like we got mad when people were saying that about us when our schedule was what it was. And we had to, we beat teams that weren't playoff teams on our way to a playoff berth. Like it, you can't control your schedule. So as much as I, I would like to to double down and, and jump on things or, you know, and say, well, Miami sucks because they ain't beat nobody. I can, they can't control who they schedule, you know, who's in front of them. And right now they're number one in the division. And if they beat us next week, nine times out of 10, we don't even make the playoffs. So you can't you can't overlook this Miami team just because we've dominated them for the last decade now or close to a decade because Josh Allen has been here. I know most of you Bills fans don't like him. I got my man Smoke, Nikki Smokes, uh, joining me for pregame rumblings this Sunday. So be sure Sunday morning to check out the pregame rumbling show. I got a special uh, game breakdown with Keys to Victory by my man Bruce Nolan. We're gonna have a, another special. Uh, gonna have another special appearance from somebody else uh, who I won't I won't announce just yet. And then we're going to have my smoke interview. We're going to talk some crap about the Miami Dolphins and the Bills game. So make sure you, you plug in for that. Um, and then I have a little bit more to talk about real quick about the special teams. And then we'll go ahead and get on out of here. But let's get a quick word from our sponsor. Shout out to my people over at Picasso Pizza. It was a wonderful pizza this weekend. Thank you all for that shipment. Let's go. Hey, football fans. The season is here. So you know that means family, football, and food. 
But for the NFL's best fan base, it can't be just any food. Bill's Mafia only eats the best during the season. And the best is Picasso's Pizza. With four great locations in Western New York, it's so easy to treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Okay, so I know... Um, we're heavy on McDermott. Like we talk bad about what well, I do. We we talk about McDermott because you can't fire every coordinator, right? You fired your offensive coordinator. Uh, you got rid of Dayball. Dayball got a head coaching job. You got rid of your defensive coordinator. He stepped away from the game. You fired a, a, you know, so you've replaced, you've replaced and you've replaced, right? I think Sean McDermott has done a fine job this year, turning things around. Uh, since letting go with Ken Dorsey. I think the team has made a turnaround. So I think Sean McDermott deserves credit for that. He deserves credit for that. But can we talk about how bad the special teams play has been for us? Like special teams, I get it. It was the first play and any Look, we give up a kickoff return on the very first play. You go back and you look at other things throughout the year. Talk about week one against the Jets. It was a kickoff return or a punt return, a big return that set up the field goal for them to win it. You talk about that Denver Broncos game, special teams. Talk about the first Patriots game, special teams. This game, special teams. I can talk about several moments this season where special teams has hurt the Buffalo Bills to a point where it's either lost in the game or it set them up in a position where it was tough for them to figure out how to, to recover. Special teams. So so last year, when people were yelling and I was saying, you don't cut Saran Neal and you don't get rid of Taiwan Jones and you don't do this and you don't do that, it's because I've always tried to value special teams. So right now, I'm still trying to value it. And what I see is, that when the Buffalo Bills do, like, so this past weekend, we didn't win all three phases. We didn't win on offense. We didn't win on special teams. They have a very good defense. They didn't get the amount of turnovers that we did, so I think I'll give it to the Bills on that hand. But I do give the Patriots defense credit. They have a very good defense. And it don't matter. Every season, they have a good defense. But the Bills didn't win on offense, and they didn't win on special teams. The defense and those turnovers kept the Buffalo Bills in, posi in position to win that game, and it allowed them to win. But when special teams is playing the way that they're playing, man, and we look like this, we look bad every single week. Every single week, there's just something that you can point out about special teams, and it's like, holy crap, man, when are we going to fix this? It used to be, special teams used to be, it used to be a strength. And I'm going back to the Andre Roberts days. I know, you know, I, yeah, everybody knows I love Andre Roberts. I hope his retirement is going well. I hope everything that he has going on is, is good. But at that time, we didn't have an issue with our punter. We didn't have an issue with kicking. We didn't have an issue. Like special teams was just something that you didn't even think about. I was like, okay, well, there's a punt. You just felt good about it. Receiving a punt, you felt good about it when Andre Roberts. No, he didn't give you touchdowns. But you felt good about Andre Roberts receiving and returning kicks and punts. 
I haven't felt like that since. There's big plays. There's been big moments. I thought Naheem Hines was going to be the guy this year, man. After seeing him last year against the Patriots, uh, put the two touchdowns up on kickoff returns. And, and, you know, I think he was looking forward to seeing how great he was going to be this year. Brandon Bean made some other moves. We got some other guys back there that can return kicks and punts. But even outside of that, the coverage, we don't we don't maintain our, our lane integrity. We're not doing the things that we're supposed to do in order to, to make sure big plays on special teams don't happen. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's a phase of the game that is more important than what anybody really wants to give credit to other than special teams players. The reason why I love Saran Neal so much is because he's a hell of a player. He's a, yo. If y'all ever get a chance to really just sit down and watch special teams play, look at look at how good Saran Neal is. He's phenomenal. Now, I wish he was that good of a safety or a cornerback. Because with the, the, the injuries to Micah, and I know he was back this week too, but I mean, like, just the inconsistency throughout the season as far as, like, last year and this year with the injuries to that position, it would have been really nice if Saran Neal was, like, a guy at safety or a guy at cornerback. But you got to give Brandon, Bring, Brandon Bean credit too. He went out and traded for Rasul Douglas at the at the trade deadline, and it's been the best move that this man has made since probably, man, I don't know. I don't know, but he, look, Devon, Devon deal was rough, but then there's some other things that Brandon Bean has done that's been very good recently. This has to be the best move that Brandon Bean has made in quite some time. Rasul Douglas has led the league in turnover since he's joined the Buffalo Bills. He has six interceptions. It's incredible. Green Bay fans are kicking themselves. I know I know a few of them who every single time Rasul does something, they're texting me like, man, that was the dumbest trade that we ever made. Good for you guys, but I hate it. Several guys. My guy Jesse says it every single time. Every single time. Dumbest trade in the world that we made. I love it. So look, I'm going to get on out of here. We're going to enjoy the the first week of the year. I hope, again, spend this time with your family. You know, kids are getting ready to go back to school. I know my mom is not happy about having to go back to work. Um, But all the teachers in my life, you know, hey, keep doing your thing with the kids. I appreciate all of you. Uh, World wouldn't be what it is without you. So keep it going. I appreciate all of you. Hey, y'all know how we do it over at Buffalo Rumblings. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other and live in peace. And as always, stay positive. Test negative. Go Bills. Code of conduct.